Welcome everyone to the Ohave Torah, Har Lebanon, Daf Yomi Shior. Tonight's Shior is actually Friday's Daf, which will be Daf Kuf Lamed Gimel. We will begin on Kuf Lamed Bet, Amur Bet, towards the bottom, at the dot, Rava Amar. Says the Gemara, Rava Amar, Rava explains as follows. Rava Amar, Mila Bismana Doche Lotrichakra. The fact that Mila on the eighth day could push off Tzarat, and that if a person is doing a Brit Mila on the eighth day and there's a Tzarat on the place of the Mila that you are allowed to cut it off, Lotrichakra, it doesn't need a Pasuk. We can learn that out from a Kavachomer. How can you learn it from the Kavachomer? It's like this. Ma Shabbat. If Shabbat is stricter than than Tzadat, because Shabbat has many different warnings for it, and yet Tzadat, and yet it pushes off. No, I'm sorry. could still push off Mila. Tzadat lo Koshkin surely Tzadat could push off Mila, meaning. If Shabbat gets pushed off by Milah, which means that if Milah comes out on Shabbat, it pushes it off, and you I mean you push the Shabbat off and you do the Milah anyway, so too, Tzarat, which is lighter, surely gets pushed off by Milah. So the Isur of Kadnat Korel Tzarat, which is lighter than Shabbat, should surely get pushed off by Milah, and a Milah with the Tzarat should make you cut it off, and without a Pasuk, just a Kavachomer. Amaler of Safra Larava, Mimai, who told you that that's true, the Shabbat Chamina, who told you Shabbat is stricter? There's another way to look at things, and if you look at things this way, then it's the opposite. And if you look at it this way, then maybe Shabbat is stricter, after all. I'm sorry, maybe, maybe Shabbat was stricter. Maybe Tzadat is stricter. Why is Tzadat stricter? Because by Tzadat, it pushes off the Avodah. If the, and Avodah pushes off Shabbat, because you'll do Avodah in the Beit on Shabbat. And Tzadat could push away the Avodah. If, if a person has Tzadat, you don't do the Avodah. The only thing that will stop the Avodah is that. So says the one, no. Over there, the reason why it pushes off the Avodah is not because Tzarat is stricter. That's because the man has something wrong with him. When a person has something wrong with him, that's not a proof that Tzarat is stricter. There's just something wrong with the guy. Let him cut off his... How could you say that it's not stricter? Let let him cut off his his baharit, and then he could do the avodah, right? This is why even if he does that, mechusad tevilahi, he's missing tevilah, which means even after he would cut off his sarat, he would still need tevilah in the mikveh, and since he's still missing tevilah in the mikveh, therefore he's really gavra delochazi. That's true on the tzarat that make you tameh. There are some negaim that are tehorim. 
which means sometimes a guy could get a tzarat, and it's not white enough to be make him tameh, but it's still a little bit white that makes him a blemish, and he can't do the avodah in the Beit Hamikdash. So now, in that case, why don't we tell him cut it off? And he can do the avodah in the Beit Hamikdash. So you see, tzarat is stricter because we don't cut off the tzarat that's not tameh, and we still don't let you work in the Beit Hamikdash. El Amar Avashi, rather Avashi says the following. Hecha amrina da'ati ase v'dachi lota ase kigon mila b'tzarat o tzitzit v'klaim. So really you want to say no. It's asur, the reason why it's asur for the Quran to cut it off to do the avodah is because we only say ase pushes off a lota ase like mila b'tzarat o tzitzit v'klaim that by cutting off the lav, then you, you do the ase. So for example, if a guy has sarat on his milah, and he cuts off the milah, the, the place of the milah, in order to do the mitzvah of milah. So the instant that he does the milah, does the avera of cutting the sarat off, he's doing the milat exactly simultaneously. Also, inami, tzitzit v'klaim, when you put on tzitzit that has shatnez, at the same time you're getting the mitzvah of tzitzit, you're getting the avera of shatnez. At the time when you're uprooting the lav, <clears throat> you're fulfilling the lav Here, in our case, where the, you have a Kohen who had a Tzadat, <clears throat> which he's cutting off in order that he should be able to do the Abu Dhan, the Beit Hamidash, without being Tameh, over there, at the time when he cuts off, he's not about to do the Aseh. He has to now go to the Beit Hamidash and do the Aseh. And therefore, since it's not simultaneous, therefore, you could um, use the Kavachomer that if it can't push off tzarat, since avodah doesn't push off tzarat, we have a kavachomer still. Says the Gemara, "Vaha derava rav safra tanaihi." This machloket between Rava and Rav Safra is as follows. It's actually machloket tanaim. Why? The Tanya says. Basar, the word basar, you mold basar olato. What did we learn from there? Even if he has a tzarat, cut it off. These are the words of Yosha. You don't have to use a pasuk to tell you to cut it off. Why? We have a kavachomer. Shabbat chamura doche tzarat lo koshken. If mila could push off Shabbat, which is strict, surely could push off tzarat. So we see that this machloket amoraim was actually machloket tanaim. Says the Gemara, Amar Mor, Besar Alfi Shemelimol de Rebiosia Halam Likra Devar Shem Mitkaven Hu Devar Shem Mitkaven Mutar. Ask the Gemara. According to Rav Yosha, who says that you have a pasuk to tell you that you could cut off the milah that it has on it, a tzarat, I wouldn't need a pasuk for that, since when he does the milah, his intention 
is not to get rid of tzarat, but his intention is to mila. It should be mutar because the davar sheirum mitkaven. Amar be lo nitzchah el rabbi yuda da amar davar sheirum mitkaven asur. So Abaye answers, "You're right, but our the reason why we have the pasuk is only like Rabbi Yehuda, because we know that Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon have an argument about the Vashem and Kaven and Shabbat, and the same thing would would apply for Tzadat rules, and therefore just like on Shabbat, Rabbi Yehuda holds the Vashem and Kaven Chayav, he'll say Chayav here too, and that's why according to him you would need a pasuk. But you're right, according to Rabbi Shimon, Abai is conceding that you would not need a pasuk. Rav Amar, no, a field Shimon. Even Rabbi Shimon would agree that you need a pasuk to let you to allow you to cut off the tzarat by the milah. You know why? Even Rabbi Shimon, who normally says but if it's automatically going to happen, it's asur, like cutting off the head of a chicken to use it as a toy for your kid. Rabbi Shimon will agree it's asur, even though you're not trying to kill the thing because kill the the a guy could say, hey, I don't want to kill the chicken. I just want a chicken head for my kid to play with. If the chicken lives, I'm fine with it. No, that's It's it's an automatic inevitable event. So to here, it's inevitable that when you cut off a tzarat on the milah, the, the milah with the tzarat on it for sure, the tzarat is getting cut off, and therefore even Rabbi Shimon would need a pasuk. Ask the Gemara. The Abaya let the Hasvara doesn't Abaya agree that Psikre shares Asur too according to everybody? Abaya and Rava both say that 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 Rav Shimon would agree in a Psikre Shir case. So why would Abaya say that we're going like a Rida if he agrees that Psikre Shir is okay? Answer the Gemara. When did Abaya say he agrees to Rava by Psikrashe? That's after he heard the rule from Rava. So this idea of Psikrashe was Rava's rule. Uh, when Rava said it, Abaya hadn't heard of it. And therefore, Abaya thought that the, the, the Rasha of Besar was only according to the Biudah. Once Rava told him about Psikrashe, he agreed with him. And then once he said that, he agreed that you need the Pasuk according to both the Bida and the Bishimon. Says the Gemara further. There are those who learn Abaya and Rava's disagreement or my mama's talk about the following thing. The Pasuk says, He shaman, be careful, be careful to watch it very, very well. Lasot to do, Aval receive shall which means when we say be careful with Sarat not to cut it off we're telling you you have to be careful not to do it yourself but if it comes off on its own let's say a guy uh, has a Sarat on his foot and it's in an area that's going to get rubbed out or you have a Sarat on your shoulder and you're wearing a backpack that, that might that, that has a thin string which might eventually erase or get rid of the Sarat on your back. Do we say, oh, that's Asur? We see from here that it's Mutar. From the word La'asot means it's only Asur if you do an action to get rid of the Sarat. But if it comes off on its own from a string on your knapsack, or from something on your foot, then it was okay. So says the Gemara. Well, Amalikra, why would I need a pasuk? Tavar shenu mitkavenu. 
You shouldn't need a pasuk to say that it's okay to wear a backpack even if it gets off the tzarat. Because even if it comes off, it's Dvar Shem Kaven. You're not trying to clear yourself of tzarat when you wear a backpack. And then it's Dvar Shem Mitkaven from Mutar. So according to this, Abai responded and said, you're right. According to the Bishamon, you wouldn't need. But according to the Buda, you do need. Right? When you wear a backpack, it's always going to remove the tzarat on your back. Therefore, you weren't allowed to do it, according to the Bishamon, had you not had the Pasuk of La'asot. And we say... <coughs> This is after he, he said that after he heard the Svara from Rabba. So says And what does Abaye say? When Abaye thought that it was only we need the Basar only according to the Bihuda. So then according to the Bishamon, what would the Bishamon have done with the word Basar? Now we just explained that Abai and Rava really agree. But we're asking now, had they not agreed before we knew that Abai agrees with Rava, or before Abai actually agreed with Rava, what did he do with the, with the word Basar? This is going to be interesting because He's going to change his mind later, and then he's going to have to do something with that. Amar of Amram, Be'omer lekutz parto umitkaven. He says, if you have a guy, we needed to teach you that it's asur, but if you tell a guy to cut off your, your, your if you tell the mohel to cut it off, and your, the guy has in mind to do it, and he has in mind, oh, if I cut it off, I'll be tahor, still, it's, it's mutar. So according to this, the word basar would have taught us that even if you're having in mind to be tahor, it's okay. Tenach gadol, that's okay for a gadol. Who might have it in mind? Katan, but a not, but an eight day old. How do we know that? And not how would I know? What is the word basar coming to teach us? Because the word basar actually appears twice. So we just explained one of the basars, the one that appears by the gadol. But there's also a word basar by the katan, who is an eight day old kid. He can't be. That one can't be referring to telling someone else to do it for you. Because the kid can't tell anyone to it. He's only eight days. He can't talk. Amar of Mesharshia, Be'omer Aviha ben Lakotz Ba'her Debno, Hu Dekamet Kaven. We're talking about the father telling a person to cut off the Ba'her of the kid. Even though normally you can't cut off Torah, here you'd be able to cut off Torah. V'i'ika Acher, V'aved Acher, meaning... Why would we allow 
and I say to do a by cutting off the milah and getting rid of the tzarat at the same time. When if you could have somebody else who's not the father, and the other person is not intending to get rid of the tzarat, to let him command the mohel to cut it off, and by him commanding the mohel, he's not having anything in the mind for the tzarat, and then we wouldn't have to do asel dochelotase. So we're saying like now, if there's another guy who could who could command someone to make the milah, let somebody else do it, and then you wouldn't have to be Osei Doche Lotaseh. And who, who said that we have to avoid Osei Doche Lotaseh if we can get around it? If you could do both of them, you should. That's why you push over a Lotaseh, only if you can't. So therefore, what would Abaya use the Pasuk for again? Or it says, no, the lek, we're using the Pasuk for a case, the Lekacher, where there would be no other person. It's interesting that the Gemara was doing all this to explain what Abaya would have said had he not changed his mind. Amar Mor, the Gemara says further, Yom Tov, Eno Doche, Ele Bezmana Belvad. If you have a Yom Tov, it could not get pushed off. Meaning, if it's a Pesach, the first day of Pesach on the holiday, you can never have a breed unless the breed is being put, done on the eighth day. But if the breed was pushed off, you can't break Yom Tov to do it. Minahani mili, how do we know this? Amar chizkia, tanabe chizkia. Amar kral pasuk says, it says, by the korban pesach, don't leave any of the korban pesach till the morning. Shein tamud amar al We didn't need it because it could have just said, ad boker. Which means Why does they have to say don't leave it till the morning? We should just say if you leave it till the morning, you have to burn it, and we'll know you shouldn't leave it till the morning. Why does they say don't leave it till the morning? The second I mentioned boker to tell you that you have to. There's a second morning to burning it, which means that even though the korban pesach, which needed to be eaten on the first night of pesach. Already by the time the morning comes, it's an expired korban and should have been burnt. We're not going to burn it right away. On, we're not going to burn any leftover pesach right away the next morning. Why? Because it's still yom tov. You can't burn a pe- burn an expired korban on yom tov. You can always do it later. And therefore, this extra boker sheni is coming to tell you that you burn it the next day, which is the first day of in Israel, that's when you burn any expired Korban Pesach. Now, from the fact over here, that Korban Pesach, which should have been slaughtered, which was slaughtered on a weekday, doesn't get burnt on a holiday, so to a Milah, which has expired, will not be Dochei Yom Tov either. In other words, just like we see that on Yom Tov you can't burn this extra carbon, you can't also do a milah that wasn't scheduled for that day. says, says, every Shabbat is in the Shabbat. It teaches you that you can't do a korban ola of a weekday on Shabbat, which means if there was a korban ola from Friday, you can't offer those on Shabbat, or if there's a korban ola from the day before Yom Tov, you can't bring that on Shabbat either. You can't bring olot of a weekday on Yom Tov. And therefore, just like you can't bring a korban piece that's left over from Goban Olah on Yom Tov, you can't also bring a leftover milah, as it were, a milah that's from the ninth or 10th day, you can't do that on Yom Tov either. 
Rav Amar, Amar Kabbalah says, Hula Vadoya Selechem. It says, when it says you prepare food on Yom Tov, it says, only food you're allowed to do on Yom Tov. Hu, Vulo Machshirin, you can do food, but you can't do things that are preparation for foods. Cooking, but not preparation for preparations. Levado, that alone, Vulo Milash The word Levado is coming to exclude that you can't do a Milah that's in the 10th or 11th day or 9th day. You cannot do that on Yom Tov. We learn it from Kalachomer from Tzarat, just like Tzarat pushes off Avodah. And Mila could push off Tzarat. Yom Tov, which gets pushed away from Avodah, which means that you do Avodah on Yom Tov, of course, Mila should push it off. But this Pasuk gets rid of that. Says the Gemara, Rav Ashi Amar. Shabbaton, Pasuk says Shabbaton. Yeah, the, the Yom Tov should be a Shabbaton, a day that you don't do labor. Asehu. Now, that, the fact that you don't do labor is a, is a mitzvah aseh. However, the Yom Tov aseh, so the Yom Tov, the aseh of Shabbaton telling you not to do the milah. Vilot aseh, and the Lot aseh, komach nevelot osu. Ve'en aseh, and the aseh of milah, which is in the ninth or tenth day, is not able to push off a Lot aseh ve'aseh. Okay. Says the Gemara, Klal Amar Bikivar Bikivar said a rule in the Mishnah that anything you could have done before you can't do on Shabbat. Amar Huda Marav, Halacha Kribikivar, Halacha Kribikivar, not to be a and therefore you can't do, you can't just break Shabbat for Mila unless it could have been done before me for all. If it's not Nam, you also learn to the Mishnah, Gavi Pesach, Kiyai Gavna, by the Korban Pesach, the same thing. Let's say you have a Korban Pesach that's coming out on a Friday, on a Shabbat, which means that Erev Pesach is Shabbat. So you have to slaughter the Korban, but every other Melacha, like whitening the animal or other things, or carrying the knife, that you would not be able to do on Shabbat. According to Rabbi Akiva. Right? But, but the slaughtering that you can't do from the day before, because you can't slaughter an animal on the 13th, that's me on the 14th of Nisan, that doesn't push off Shabbat. And he said, in that case also, by Pesach also. And you have to mention in both cases. If we were only said by Bimila that we hold like Rabbi not Rabbi Yezid, I would have said, Hatmo, oh, by Mila we go like Rabbi Akiva. Why? The reason why he doesn't push off Shabbat is because there's no karet on the kid. If he, don't, he doesn't get a Mila on the eighth day, it's not the end of the world. Because he's a, he's a baby. Avo Pesach, by the Korban Pesach, where there's karet, if a, if a guy doesn't do a Korban Pesach, Emalit Chushabat, I would have thought that it could push off Shabbat, like it would be in the and you could do even the extra preparations. Pesach, if it would only have said regarding Pesach, because Pesach is not so special, that's why we don't do the extra preparations, because Pesach is not important enough because there's no 13 britot. But by Mila, where they have more than 13 britot on it, you would have thunk 
Shabbat, you would throw that milah and push on Shabbat. And you should be allowed to do extra things on Shabbat, not just the milah, but extra things like Rabbi Eliezer on Shabbat also. So we need to mention both things that we hold like Rabbi Kiva, both by Pesach and by the case of milah. Says the Mishnah, you're allowed to do all the needs of milah on Shabbat. Mohalin, you can do the milah. Milah means you cut the thick skin on top. Forin is you pull back and you rip back with your fingernails the thin membrane underneath it. That's called priya. Motzin adam, you're allowed to suck out the blood. You're allowed to put on top of it a bandage. Vichamun, and you could crush up cumin and put it on top, which stops the bleeding. If you did not crush the kamun before Shabbat, you could bite it with your teeth and put it on. But you can't shake up oil and wine to put on the makah on for fu'ah on Shabbat. You can't mix it up with Shabbat because that's obvious that you're doing it for the, for the curing. Rather, you attend Zebat, so Zebat, so you put each one separately, but you can't mix them up beforehand. You can't make a very, very narrow scarf, or maybe they would call it a choker, around the ever to hold it down so, so the Milah doesn't come up again. That can't be done on Shabbat Lechatchila, Aval Korech Aleh Smartut, but you can wrap a rag around it, or you can wrap a small cloth around it. If you didn't prepare for Meir Shabbat, then, if you didn't bring it from before Shabbat, this thing that you need, it's really necessary to wrap it around the baby's milah so it doesn't go, go grow back the way it was, you could wrap it around your finger to carry it with you and then use it the next day. Says the Gemara, Mechti, if you mention every point of Milah, why would they have to mention you could do all these things and everything you need? We just mentioned everything you need. It says, come to exclude the case of the Ramadan. Right? It says, Hamal, forget this Milah, calls while he's busy with the Milah and he hasn't stopped. He didn't pull his hand away. He's, if he missed a piece, in the cutting, he's allowed to go back and cut it again. But, Piresh, if you separated, if you have a little piece of that was supposed to be cut, that makes me la pasul, then you could go back and cut anyway, even though you stopped. But if it's a little piece that's only cosmetic, and it doesn't make the Milan no good, you're not allowed to go back on Shabbat to cut that, because it's only cosmetic. Man Tana, who is the Tana of the writer who says, 
Pidesh and Ochoze, that if you separate, you can't go back for the small things that I'm in Makev. I'm Rabbi Yochana, I'm Rabbi Yochana, I'm Rabbi Shmael, I'm Rabbi Yochana, I'm Rabbi Yochana, if the 14th of Nisan fell on Shabbat, we had this before. Rabbi Tanakhama says you could skin the whole animal because it's nicer, even though you only need to take out the, the insides, you're allowed to skin the whole animal. Well, one says to Adachazeh, that's Rabbi Shmael, who says only to Chazeh. Chachamim say you could take up the whole thing. But you see that he's only, only allowing the minimum. That you need for the korban, so too over here we're only allowing you to do the milah in a way where you do the minimum. But if you leave it seats she'enamakev, even though it doesn't look so bad, we will not let you do the breach. Right. And therefore, we want to make the connection. Say, Rabbi Yisrael, is the same Tana, like our Mishnah, who says, leave a breed that's not perfect. And here also we're saying that you could leave an animal not so perfect as long as that it d- does all you need it to do. Says, who told you it's only Mishnah? I can even tell you, I can look at Maybe it's different. Hachanami. When does he say that you could leave some skin on the animal? That's when there's no zekilivanveu because since once you take out the emurim, you don't need the, that animal anymore. So, therefore, therefore, we could say. That you're allowed to leave it not so perfect, but by Mila, where it's supposed to be beautiful, it's supposed to be beautiful looking, right? You're supposed to make mitzvahs beautiful as possible. Maybe you should be able. Maybe he would agree that you could go back and redo even things that don't mess up the Mila, the Mila at all. You should make my mitzvah beautiful. Make me a beautiful sukkah. Love them. beautiful love. With nice ink. Right? You have to make it beautiful. El no. Hamani or Biosi, he forget Rabbi Yisrael Benochem Benochem Benbuka. I can tell you it's Rabbi Yosi. What did Rabbi Yosi say? Mentioned Rabbi Eli, mentioned all Rabbi Eli. Machalil to Shabbat. Rabbi Yosi, mentioned Rabbi Eli, machalil to Shabbat. So the machloket in Rosh Hashanah. In Rosh Hashanah, we learned that the witness is supposed to go and tell the betin that they saw the new moon. There's a machloket. What happens if new moon is commonly visible and everyone could see it? Do we say, oh, we allowed you to do it? Only because you're doing it right away. But here not. Or do we say, so in other words, do we allow you to go to Betin and testify that you saw the new moon or not? So Tanakhama says, you could go only if it's not, not clear. So you might think that you're the only one who saw it because maybe you're the only, you had the only unobstructed view of the moon. But if you have a clear day where everyone's getting a clear sight of the moon, then 
he's saying that you shouldn't go because you should protect Shabbat and be always extra careful. And we want to claim that the same thing the rabbi, Rabbi Yossi, who says, okay, if you can see it clearly, you shouldn't be Mechel Shabbat because somebody else must have thought. So too, when it comes to Milah, even though it's nicer, let it be not so perfect. So we can say the rabbi, Rabbi Yossi, who lets Rosh Hashanah be not so perfect, would agree that by Milah, he lets not so perfect. So the Gemara Mimai, who told you? Dilma, maybe, Adkan, Luka, Amar, when did Rabbi Yossi say his rule? That he shouldn't break Shabbat, if there's no other reason, don't let the Shabbat the Tchot, because you can't push off Shabbat at all. Aval Hacha, did he not Shabbat But here, where anyway we're doing a Brit Milah and we're breaking Shabbat, maybe we can go back over here for these little strips that are only cosmetic. Ela Amar Nahadai, rather Nahadai says the following is the reason. It's the rabbis who argue on Rabbi The Tanakh is going to in Korban about Mincha. You have four koanim come in. Two of them are holding the when they do the lechem apanim the trays. Two of them are holding the the spoons full of levona. Four going in front of them. Two of them to take off the the breads that are there already. Two of them take off the bazichin of levona. Their faces are south, and those take out stand up opposite them. But the rom prehem the one they're facing north from south. As they're standing opposite each other, one guy will pull them out; the other guy will push them out. You put one in front of the other. has to be in front of Hashem always. And the way you keep it always is that one guy pushes one out while the other one pushes one in. This way it's always falling with Lechem Apanim. He holds that even if one, even if you take out the old lechem first, it's still called tamid that it's always there. Because even though, yes, there's technically a, a snapshot second that you could take a picture of it without any lechem on it, but that's not the idea. The point is tamid means always nor. It's always there basically in a regular time. Now, from the chachamim who say that if it's gone for a second, it's a problem. We could assume. And when you stop the milah, it's not the, the milah is going to be considered over. Just like when they, they say that you look at the snapshot second when you pulled out the lechem panim, that's a problem. Not like Rabbi Yossi. So to here they'll say you look at the snapshot second, and then since the see, the milah is already done, it's a problem. Now it says mechakin et milah tarubanan. This means you're allowed to cut it on Shabbat, the tzitzit that start up the start that mess with the milah, and if you didn't do it, you get karet. Mani, who holds like that? It's of Kana. It's Kana says Uman. Mati or Papa, Uman. Lama lahu 
Anavidi palga the mitzvah. Atuna vidi palga the mitzvah. I did half the mitzvah. You could do half the mitzvah. Which means, so what? The guy only did half the milah. But let someone else do the other half of milah. Why is his doing half of milah? Make him chayav karet. So he did half of it. So what? And my papa gadol, we're talking about a guy who's doing his own brit milah. He's an adult who's doing his own brit milah. And therefore, he gets karet if he doesn't do the whole thing. It says that you get you get karet anyway. We wouldn't need you to tell me that. We're talking about we're talking about a mohel is doing it. We're talking about a case where the guy was supposed to be do brit milah and it's already ben shavshot on Shabbat. And therefore, if he does the milah, they have amulah. They tell the guy, if you try to do milah, you're not going to finish in time while it's still for sure Shabbat. And the, the mohel says, I'm also not sure. In the end, he does the milah, ben shavshot, on Saturday night. Turns out, he didn't do a milah, he only drew a wound. The owner's karet, he's get karet for drawing a room a wound on Shabbat. Since he's not getting the whole milah done, he'll only do part of milah on Shabbat, because he's going to go into Shia and be after sunset. Therefore, he gets an avera like that. Amar Papa, hi imna, this mohel, the lomites, if he doesn't suck it out, sakanahu, it's a sakanahu, and you kiss the mohel. Uh, nowadays, there's some only who don't do it, because they're worried about other things, but technically, the Gemara seems to be saying here that you must suck out the blood from a milah, otherwise the baby's in danger. Yes, Rabbi Shita, it's obvious, of course the baby's in danger. Sakani, if we bechal Shabbat for a baby like this, av sakana. So therefore, what's the question? Of course you have to suck it out. If you bechal Shabbat to suck it out, obviously it's a sakana if you don't do it. I would have thunk, maybe it's really not a sakana. And you might have thought the reason why you're not sucking out is not because it's for short, but you're not sucking out because the, you're not sucking the blood out of the blood vessels. You're sucking it out of the area where it's gathered underneath the skin, and therefore that's not a problem. Just like these other stop bleeding spices. Says Gemara, "Till my disciples come on, disciples come on, kilavid sakanahu, afachanami kilavid sakanahu." We're comparing it to that. Just like that, if you don't do it, sakana. So to here, if you don't prepare it, oh, by mitzisa, if you don't suck it, it's also sakana. We're gonna stop right over here, but look at the